Welcome to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast, where three brothers from three different generations talk about their one shared passion, music. I'm your host, Wyndham Lewis, and I'm here tonight with my two brothers, Jeremy Sartori and Christian Lewis. Tonight, we're asking the eternal question, what are you listening to? Talking about what's new. You can now listen to episodes on our brand new Brother Pod app, which also gives you access to additional new music, music news, clips, and content that we curate for each episode. It's also a place where you can interact with us directly through the talkback feature, ask us questions, make suggestions, and voice your own opinions. Just search BrotherPod in the App Store to download on your mobile device. As always, you can learn more about the pod at BrotherPod.com, follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Now, let's ask each other, what are you listening to? podcast today we are asking the eternal question what are you listening to this is a recurring uh segment we do uh, every couple of months uh we should do it with more regularity uh, as in every three months or every four months or something but fuck it we just do it when we're ready uh, uh yeah we do it when you know we've each got two or three albums that i think we want to talk about um from you know the last approximate you know financial quarter which is how we obviously all measure our time <laughs> yeah this is the guy who just paid his taxes from last year <laughs> uh so christian what are you listening to why thank you for asking um you know i've actually uh i, I really do want to highlight this this guy joey perp um and his new album quarter thing uh, this is you know the uh, first of all a couple years ago he put out a song called girls at and it featured Chance the Rapper, and for my money, it was the best song of the summer of 2016. Um, like, it, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, it, this is, so it features Chance, and I'm thinking, okay, this guy is, uh, this guy is about to go big time. Um, you know, this is going to be huge. And he has just put out uh, an album now that, that, you know, I think has really taken this uh, style to the next level. Chance described him a couple of years ago as, as his favorite rapper on the scene. He's another guy from Chicago. Um, in this album, uh, his rapping is a lot freer and sort of less bound to stanza and story, I guess, which is, um, and, and I would say, much more imagistic. Um, he's, but his real talent here is, is, I mean, honestly, it's, it's this sort of shape-shifting flows as if he's touring his way through the rap market of my childhood. And, you know, I, I think he, he finds the right voice, the right person, uh, to, to almost quote or, or, you know, um, phrase, uh, each of, each of the attitudes that he brings to this album. Um, and somehow this whole thing sort of weaves together as something that really is distinctively his own. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I would definitely, I, there's a long highlight reel off this thing. Um, so you'll, you'll have to bear with me for a second, but, uh, you know, God body part two features, um, RZA and is, uh, this, you know, is a killer track full of just huge swaggering attitude and this, uh, sort of rapturous pipe organ, um, which is always a, always a good sound. 
Um, and so it calls on, you know, like Meek Mill or Jay-Z, but at the same time he can, um, he can find a voice in, uh, a song like Elastic, which just has like sub busting, you know, club merit to it. Um, and actually reminds me of the sort of like 140 BPM, uh, Baltimore club music, um, that I was into in college, uh, people like DJ Blackstar and Rai Rai. So, I mean, he's got this incredible versatility. Uh, he brings it all to bear on this album, and I think it's um, it's one of the best rap albums I've heard in, in a year or two, so I'm pretty excited about it. Looking forward to it. Data, bitcoins, and microchips. Intel, Pentium, silicon, and biochips. Sitting on an open sofa. My drink is on a solid gold coaster. Cigars with the Caprio. A rock and roller, you still rock the Casio. Ace of Spade popped on the patio. Aston yeah. Martin, powder blue, and pistachio. I know that they are not who they pretend to be. Ain't no more convincing me. Money turn your kin into your enemy. Streets to turn your mans into your memory. I keep it a century. I got a lot of people trying to drain me of this energy. Broski had them ten a key. We got chickens to a piece. They gon' have to murder me. They don't want no niggas free. I know this was made for them. I know this was sent for me. I'm just trying to take back every single thing that's meant for me. I don't owe nobody nothing. Everything comes straight from me. Young nigga, go get your bread. Only thing that's Jared, I, just in keeping with uh, that. 140 beats per minute. Uh, <laughs> bass thumping Baltimore club music. Uh, you, what, what's the album that you are? Uh, as your pulse slowly drops to zero. Let me take you to the ice ice clubs of uh, Duluth, Minnesota next, and uh, go with Lowe's new album, Double Double Negative. <clears throat> to the ice dungeon. Exactly. To a frozen cornfield somewhere in Minnesota, and. Uh, yeah, this is Lowe's 12th album. Um, it's funny. They're like a band that has been around, you know, kind of since I've really been in music. They started in 19, into music in 1993. So when I was in high school, husband and wife, Mimi Parker and um, Alan Sparhawk, and uh, kind of really, I guess, were kind of the founders of a movement they never wanted to be a part of, which was called Slowcore in the 90s. Bands like Bedhead and Red House Painters. And they're kind cool. of... Cool. Red House Painters, did they not launch one of our favorite solo careers of all time? <laughs> they did, is, yeah. Is, and, uh, is core the, uh, the, you know, is core to music what gate is to news? Like any, any, just slap anything. It really is, yeah, no, core, absolutely. It's yeah, so. it's super annoying, and I think they actually were pretty annoyed by it themselves, because, I mean, the one thing that always kind of stuck out about Lowe and, and their you know, careers is these guys can sing and harmonize and it's a, you know, a male, female. It's funny. We talk all the time and I know when laments on the fact that there's never been a female male, um, you know, sort of duo quite like X his all time favorite, but you know, low, although much slower than X is definitely of that vein. And, uh, a band that too has consistently kind of puts out records, but also every fourth record I want to say or something is, is really good and really intricate and really interesting. And, and if you're not familiar with their stuff, I mean, I would definitely go back to some of their earlier records, but the, the new album, double, double negative, the first thing that kind of struck me was just the sonics of it. it it's really dense, really experimental, um, and really modern sounding for a band that, you know, is, is kind of getting up there. And, and 
low, you know, in general, it's not party music. It's definitely not Joey Perp. It's, uh, you know, ready, you know, get your razor blades out and, uh, you know, sit yourself in a dark room and put your headphones on because it, it's definitely, like, atmospheric, moody music. But because these two can both just, you know, build melodies and sounds, it's, it's a really just kind of intricate, uh, you know, lovely duo and uh, this album in general, you know, I would just say, like, I would, you know, pop it on. I think the, the main thing is, is that starting with Quorum, um, Dancing in Blood, you know, the song Always Up, Always Trying to Work It Out. They're, they're songs that just have, like, a slow pace, but, but a, a lot of uh, melody and depth. And it's great music if you are, you know writing or hanging out on your own or working I, I really I put it on the last couple of days while I was just working and I've been flying around the country a little bit for work and it was a perfect soundtrack you know that you sort of and not in a negative way almost forget is there but uh, you know you kind of tune in and are like wow this is this is uh, something if, really deep. if you're ever worried that uh, that you're that you're too happy and you need to you need to tone it down yeah, a notch you want to get um, low. this is uh, this is a pretty good way to yeah. to assist in that category I think but who, who would does this tap into a, a broader tradition you guys of like um, Godspeed you black emperor I mean and some of the more like orchestral uh, uh, bands that I would I would sort of associate with this pace or do you think um, it, it really has carved out its own path and uh, and sort of slow core in general well I mean I think they were prior to a lot of those groups so I, you know I think I don't know if it's if it's a you know tradition or, or what, but I mean I almost like it was funny when and I did the pod on Graham Parsons and Emmy Lou, and you know weirdly not that it sounds like that at all, but it, I mean it really is when you get down to it. I mean the thing about Low that I think sets them apart from some of those other bands is it's really about the melodies and the harmonies, and then they experiment with sonics around that. I don't even know that they're intentionally you know, trying to play at, at a snail's pace or anything like that. It's, it's really more about song structure and then the way they sing together. And that's the thing that I think sets them apart as well. Um, you know, well, my, my, my band for writing and working has always been Yola Tango, another married couple who do a lot of, uh, yeah, who have similar drumming. sounds at times. Yep. And you know, it's, I always, uh, bemoan the fact, I mean, as much as I love Yola Tango, that they don't really that they they sing together less than I, I wish they would, because they have both such distinctive voices and, and such you know sort of uh, uh, an emotive quality on both you know both sides. Um, so I you know I, like I said and may, so I got to check out. Well, I've never really uh, given them their fair shake. Yeah, um, I mean, there's you know if you ever want to go back, uh, you know, the, there's a couple albums in the like 2001 and, and the Great Destroyer and, and 2005 are great records. Like I said, it's sort of like I, I tune into them every third album or something that they put out and, and I'm like oh yeah I forgot about these guys because they're that consistent and that subtle um, I wouldn't say that I'm a you know diehard low fan but I, I, I think this album's really interesting really good and uh, deserves all the credit it's getting right now and that yeah that 2001 album I'd echo that it's Things We Lost in the Fire yeah and that's then a great you mentioned, you mentioned the 2005 uh, which I think was their sub pop debut it was, and they've been yeah. on sub pop ever since so um, they're uh, they're definitely a band to, to sort of check back in with every so often and much like Gilatengo they have you know a discography that's 20 20 albums long so um, no that's a that's a great pick I've got to check that out that's been on my list thanks
What's your uh, pick? My first pick tonight is uh, kind of a fun party jam. I mean, it, it's probably uh, Chris and I were talking earlier. I think it's about as close to jam band as, as I'm going to. As either of us are willing to publicly yeah. <laughs> embrace. But uh, White Denim's performance. Uh, it's their new album. It's their ninth album. Speaking of uh, prolific. God damn, they artists. have nine albums? They have nine <laughs> albums. And, you know, it's funny. They keep putting them out and I keep you know sort of like oh I like that and then never going back to it but this one I, I really like it we were trying to sort of put a fine point on on where they uh you know where they're because they are very retro sounding but they you know I was saying too they actually sound to me of an era not Im- imitative of an era um they this album sounds like it could have come out in 77 uh, and it could have been a live album you know what I mean um it uh, is really f- uh, free-flowing. They're really good players. The singer has a great voice, um, but it's very Southern rock-oriented, very sort of swamp boogie. And and I sort of uh, figured they're from Texas, and to be honest with you, it's a pretty nice melding of, like, Steve Miller band, Rocky Erickson, and ZZ Top together, if that makes any sense at all. Check it out. Um, but, yeah, the album kind of rips out of the gate with uh, Magazine, which almost sounds like T-Rex at the beginning and then kind of moves on to a more sort of uh, my morning jacket-ish kind of uh, vibe. But every song on this album kind of rocks. Uh, I think the uh, single is is called Fine Slime. Uh, you know, got a very Thin Lizzy uh, twin guitar kind of sound to it. Um, but basically it's, you know, it's a, it, you know, unlike Low, it's kind of a feel-good album. It's, it's kind of an upbeat party record. And um, it's also something you could listen to at home. But it, it really is sort of, it's a heavy, you know, classic rock-influenced, guitar-based record, which are getting fewer and further between. So I'm embracing them. It's, uh, it's definitely got that good, the sort of good time vibe that you imagine blasting out of, you know, some car and, uh, uh, like, in a movie set. It dazed and confused. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it really is. It, it has that. Um, it has that sort of combination of, of garage rock uh, sensibility, um, but sort of like southern uh, rhythm and, and boogie that you mentioned that I think is, is really something kind of, um, so it's just special to hear new stuff because you don't, like, it's... It's, it's a dying it, art. It fits into a genre that's, well, that's been dead, you know what I mean? It just, it, and that's really, it, when they, they aren't... Um, imitating anybody in particular, they're revivalists of a spirit rather than. Yeah, I would say um, that's great. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I also I would it. say that I sat there and tried to pinpoint who the singer sounds like, and I landed on about seven different people, yeah. including <laughs> Paul Rogers, Steve Miller, Jerry Rafferty, <laughs> all of whom don't sound at all alike. So it's it's a weird, you know. I mean, even I think I even got down to like Lowell George and uh, 
And, you know. and I think that's also a good character. I mean, that's a that's a testament really to the to the sort of versatility of the you know the players here. Like these guys are damn good musicians. They've been in a bunch of other bands prior to this. Um, they've just put out nine records together, uh, and they most recently just pulled NRBQ's um, drummer off the you know uh, off off that tour and back into, out of rehab into their lineup. So. Into their lineup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Out of the yeah, so. rehab. Um, anyway, you want to take a quick uh, second, listen to a song, and then we'll come back and talk about. A few more records. Sounds good. I was living in a magazine When you let your light down Jingled in your jeans There was glitter on the ground Good Back to Brother, 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 where today we are talking about what we are listening to, um, a segment we do every couple of months just to throw out some uh, some of the latest albums that we really liked from some of our favorite, favorite artists. Uh, Wyndham, I think you were up next, and you were going to tell us about one of your favorite artists, and I believe some of our listeners may have heard of this guy before. Yeah, it's uh, Jay Spaceman, a.k.a. Jason Pierce, a.k.a. Spiritualized, of which he is the only active member of any of these groups <laughs> yeah um but yeah one of my favorites one of our favorites um you know I, i've come to the conclusion that spiritualize has never really put out a bad piece of music couldn't agree more and you know it's funny i like jeremy we were talking a little while ago um and i think i mentioned to you that you know really there were two albums that you guys introduced that you sort of like passed down to me originally and that was uh, laser kid melodies yeah. um and what was the second ladies one? And gentlemen, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we are floating in space, of course. Um, and I, it, like, I think I, for some reason, this is a uh, something that I, I always feel is good to listen to when you kick back on a plane with a cocktail. Yeah, um, and cocktail and a benzo is probably <laughs> uh, spiritualized. State. I think that's in uh, the that uh, that's in the liner notes. I believe definition of the word. I think you actually slick <laughs> the vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, um, and. Uh, so I, you know, I threw on songs in A and E, and this was it was one of these things where like, they, yeah, these guys have been around for a long enough time that like, really, I just I was so saturated in two of them, and I was like, I wonder what the rest of it sounds like, and why that doesn't get mentioned enough. And of course, you know, it's it's really it's all such high quality. I think you're right about just being one of those, you know, even just constantly high performing groups. Well, it's funny, I you know, I, I sort of clocking the band at this point. I can't believe that. Uh, Spaceman 3, J Spaceman, uh, Will Kember, a.k.a. Sonic Boom. You know, I had the perfect prescription going to college. I had that album in high school, and that was 1987. Yeah. Um, I think I stole that tape from you at one point. Jason Pierce is 53 years old at this point. He's like the Keith Richards of indie rock. (laughs) Well, he's kind of, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I said, you know, I actually wrote one of these very bad... Uh, sort of rock critic-y kind of uh, sentences, which is, 
He may be more Seneca than second all these days, but he's still got it. <laughs> um, and it, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I think he was forever stumbling towards his sound. And um, in a way, I, I really like this album. It's called A Nothing Hurt. And it's uh, really solid, but it's sort of, it does have a tiny bit of a more of the same feeling. Um, there are, uh, but what's more of the same is that he's continuing to master this thing, which is heavily arranged, heavily orchestrated, um, incredibly sonically dense rock songs. Um, and in this case, he sort of almost picked uh, one um, outlier instrument in almost each one of these songs. At one point, there's a, I believe it's a mandolin. It could be a, you know, balalaika for all I know, but it's a, you know, it's a very, it's a country string instrument and it rides over uh, this, you know, huge electronic, um, you know, sort of arrangement. And it really, you know, it stands out so much because it's such a rudimentary instrument um, surrounded by this, you know, or enveloped by this greater sort of, uh, you know, sonic um, tapestry. Another uh, Here It Comes, uh, The Road, Let's Go, uh, sort of has the same uh, ingredients as that. Another giant sort of you know sonic um layout but in this case it's it's got these horn arrangements that would be right at home on like a van morrison album it's really strange you get this sort of you know outer spacey kind of uh chill weird jazzy vibe and then uh in the middle of that you can sort of strain to hear this you know very uh traditional sounding kind of horn arrangement with you know a couple saxophones and horns and it's it just it works it totally works and you know i was, I was listening to it the first go round and and lamenting a little bit the lack of uh you know sort of up-tempo um driving songs which are never his best but at some uh, uh, if he doesn't include them the rest of the album doesn't they serve a place in the album yeah and they make it they make sometimes not, has some pretty damn good ones too though he's, oh, he's not yeah. a singles guy though and that's really yeah. one of the cool things about this that like and they're just it just it's it's like air I never listen to a song and I don't like they don't, I don't tend to put them on playlists um, but partly because I always want to listen to the entire album mm-hmm. and I think that that's a, that's that's a very, hallmark of spiritualizing air and and you know, the like, uh, but On the Sunshine and The Morning After are both kick-ass kind of rock songs. Um, you know, I don't think there's anything probably, and again, I, I'll shortchange it by having only given it a couple of listens, I don't think there's anything quite as good as Hey Jane from Sweetheart, Sweet Light um, on this record, but all in all, it's like, a, you know, uh, it's just an excellent, it's an excellent record, it's, it's a good spiritualized piece of music. So that's my piece. It's also the password to my Wi-Fi in my apartment. That's right. <laughs> oh. oh, what's your bank code? Yeah, no, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that next episode. Hey, Jane, where you going today? You took a car, then you ran all day. That clock on a hundred Said I'd get you back again Said you ain't got time to make no mistakes Ain't got time to waste my breaks Hey Jane, where you going today? You lit a fire, then you find the flame They say you got a troubled soul I say you got it on a roll Said you ain't got time
what you can do. So, Christian, what what are you listening to? Thank you for asking. Um, so the other band that I uh, I really wanted to bring up tonight is um, I'm just so excited about these guys. Uh, it's a it's a group called Bodega and their album um, Endless Scroll. And this is a Brooklyn act, um, a sort of post punk Frankenstein, I think you could say. Um, the sound is is you know I think created first and foremost by Ben Hosey, whose um, vocals are a little reminiscent of. Uh, and we are all familiar with in Parquet Courts. Um, and the fact that they're actually produced by Austin Brown of Parquet Courts is going to make that comparison um, all but completely unavoidable in the indie rock critic world. So um, let's just get that out of the way. But I think the, the sort of snappy back and forth between Hosey and um, uh, and the other vocalist, um, Nikki Belfiglio, is, is really Outstanding, and that sort of that to me, it's funny that you were talking about X earlier. Sort of recalls a bit of X to me. Um, B fifty two, B fifty two, I had and uh, La Tigre. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, that makes sense. I mean, they they have this incredibly sort of uh, sharp, you know, she'll shout lyrics and he'll sort of um, uh, state them in a in a uh, sort of melodic sing speak kind of way. Um, but as uh, opposed to Fred Schneider, which was a non melodic sing. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> it was a nasal. <laughs> you know, then you've got Madison Velding Van Dam, who, in addition to having one of the best names of all time, um, is uh, has this sort of really angular and at times, you know, almost um, shrill plucking. He's a killer guitar player. Um, then he really does pull on, like, uh, pull up sort of the Talking Heads for me or, or Wire, um, which is, you know, for me this is this is just like That's a warm spot, blanket. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's um, this is and the, it's such a chilly warm blanket. It is such a chilly warm blanket. You just yes, saw them, a, didn't you, Christian? Live? I did. Yeah. Um, How were they live? Outstanding. Uh, so you, this is, and this speaks also to the rhythm section. These guys, you know, they stand in a in a row, uh, five of them, um, and you get uh, so the two drummers are standing um yep and you've got the sort of uh hypnotic like tribal beat that um you know mo tucker like in velvet underground like sort of conjures the same or mickey hart and yeah uh, yeah no i think that's that's right um (laughs) that was the first positive thing i've ever said about i know i was like wow (laughs) Took me a minute to figure out who Mickey Hart was. I was like, "Whoa, where'd that come from?" Oh, really? Yeah, no. Um, but so, no. I think the the content of this stuff, though, is really. I mean, for I think it does speak to being a certain age in a certain place. Um, this is uh, without sort of. I mean, like living you, above a bodega. Yeah, like for, <laughs> it's like for people who live above bodegas, man. Um, but really, I think that this, it's a reflection on sort of uh, on the way technology rules our lives, um, which uh, is, I think, more true of, of um, my generation than probably any, well, you know, than any other. Technology rules my life. It just doesn't help me as much as it helps you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it certainly takes up all your time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in that respect, like, I think that there's a sort of sardonic quality to, to the, the lyrics that I... I really do um, enjoy, and I think you know it's kind of wry and kind of funny, um, but uh, but definitely pointed, and it's it's real sort of social commentary and, and a real critique. And the thing that's kind of exciting is, um, you know, one of their songs. I think you get the first real picture uh, in Charlie, which is about a friend of um, 
the lead singers who, who drowned, um, you know, you get the first sort of picture of sort of what a fully emotion, you know, what their full sort of emotional register might be. And on, on that song, which I think is, is one of the most melodic and um, really one of their strongest, both on the record and, and in performance, um, you know, that's just a cause for a lot of optimism. Um, and I'm so again, like if you, if you live anywhere where these guys are touring, I know they play a lot in New York. Um, it's definitely worth getting out to see them and, uh, and you know, you'll like what you hear. I'm, um, I'm pretty certain, um, I mean this in a very serious manner that they rehearse like hell. Yeah, because they they have a. I mean, it's almost uh, choreographed. Yes, uh, the way they they interact. No, and I mean the intersection of stage conversation, which is, um, I think the spaces where they speak are are planned. If the conversation itself is not, you know, is is a little bit more improvised, um, and the way that that interacts with. Uh, you know, the computerized voice that delivers, um, you know, a message that then leads into uh, an opening drum part that then leads into a bass and, and guitars. I mean, it's, it is very tightly, tightly wound and, and um, you know, well executed. This is New Bodega Song. my second pick for this episode and um Jeff Hines which yeah. is also just like I saw that album name and I was just like ah oh, yeah that he's great this album guy just cover has, like, great uh yeah no he's just got name he's just like seething or like uh just art is pouring out of this guy from every every direction you know yeah and Dev Hines is um you know Obviously, this is his sort of uh, sort of third iteration, starting in 2011 with Coastal Grooves, his Blood Orange, and I gotta say, like, I'll admittedly say that I, you know, I haven't really dived into his albums, but whenever I hear a track by Blood Orange, I really like it, and I, you know, kind of want to listen to more. And this is the first one after hearing um, the single. Um, let me find it real quick. The uh, the song uh, Chewing Gum, sorry. And uh, I was like, oh, man, I, I really liked it a lot. And he's a produces a ton of pop artists. He's in high demand for production, multi-instrumentalist. 
and the album itself is, you know, pretty personal, pretty striking about, you know, things that we talk about today, right? There's a lot of, you know, uh, being black in America, being gay in America, very political. But at the same time, has a very uh, vintage kind of soul sound, like Curtis Mayfield, Stevie Wonder, with more modern, you know, electronic twitches and, and paranoia. Um, than those artists had and you know opening with Orlando which is a great track Saint um, you know and I, and I think to your point Christian like he to me is, is kind of a fully you know just he's already done different genres more singer-songwriter style dance punk produces a lot of like really just poppy stuff as well but when it comes to his own records and this record in particular um even despite the amount of guests that are on the record it's just a very unique uh sound and a unique um artist and and he truly is an artist and uh you know again i'm it's one of those albums too that i think that you know like low and i I seem to be in this mode lately where i just kind of want things on and i don't want to have to really like um, and this is not a knock again, but I, I want them to be interesting enough that I know that they're on and I hear them. And then this is an album like that where that I can kind of pop on from start to finish and, and let it ride. Yeah, and tune in and listen to it completely. And you know, and and, uh, and when you do tune in, you're, you're kind of surprised at, at uh, how deep and rich it is. He, uh, yeah, he. Well, he started off in in a rock band, right? Originally, it was like a one album, yeah, uh, like dancey. One punk. of the worst names ever. It's a really bad name. And then he was um, Lightspeed Champion. He had two albums under Lightspeed Champion. Oh, really? Name. That was yep. it. Yeah. Which I think and was. There... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I think I'm trying to think of what he's. It'll. It'll. It... I won't come to me, but I mean, he's co-written like a lot of. Oh yeah, I mean, Carly Ray Jepsen, Haim. I mean, he's he's been all over the pop landscape, um, and then uh, Aesop Rocky. I mean, he's he's done a ton is, of stuff. Just never a bad credential to have. I mean, I think maybe at some point we we dedicate an episode yeah. to um, the people behind the you know the, the Carly Rae Jepsen, the, the the people who basically write pop songs for a living and then find their own voice and. When they do, it's actually in many respects more interesting to so, me. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I mean, she's the she's she's an ultimate example of that. Um, but but those are you know it is such an interesting class of, of people who um, I think you know you, you've got to you've got to consider what their own relationship with fame is like. Um, it's something that they spend a lot of time around or spent a lot of time around earlier in their careers. They understood that they were obviously talented enough artists to put things on the market that people would consume widely. But, you know, they start with the perspective that perhaps they, you know, don't have or don't don't have some kind of, you know, quality or factor that, yeah. that like, they want to bring into limelight or, or alternatively, they just, they just are shy. Well, yeah. I think and, that the destruction, yeah, the record, traditional record industry and traditional pop stars also helped those people emerge where, absolutely. you know, before it was a look or you weren't, you know, sexy enough or straight enough or whatever it was that they were pushing, um, you know, now these folks can get that, out. before that, enough you know? like Elvis, yeah. Well, right. no, I actually think, I think it's a really interesting, uh, let's uh, let's uh, mark that down because I, I just off the top of my head, I'm thinking Carol King yeah. suits that, you know, fits that mold. Um, there are a million. There's a million of them, but, you know, Burt Bacharach back in the day, um, you know, all these pe- uh, Chris Stapleton today. Yep. Fits yep. that mold. He's perfect. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's, let's, uh, sock that away and, and, and revisit it in the very near future. Um, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we will end this episode in a way that 
Um, we end we all often and all episodes. Often, well, we're gonna do a little uncharacteristic, but uh, yeah, we'll be back in in a minute, and we will uh, tell you what we're listening to and what the new songs are for the playlist. episode the way we end every episode with a question what are you listening to and though we had that as their main course uh on this episode i'm going to uh offer up um yet another uh musician that i'm listening to and, and really liking uh and that is from one of jared's favorite bands uh adrian lenker uh the singer and leader of uh big thief um, her new album uh, is uh, really, really, really moving, and um, it's called Abyskiss, and I don't know, I'll throw it out to you guys. Um, what are you listening to these days? I mean, just a just a mix genres here, um, and I guess hit for the complete cycle of uh, rap, indie rock, and metal, I'll go for Jesus Peace, who... Um, uh, his album Only Self came out uh, a couple of months ago and is, is really just, it's a ripper. Um, if you guys are looking for uh, for some for some new quality metal sounds just to break open your eardrums, <laughs> this is it. Something to come down from Adrian Lanker from? Uh, yes, this is that is exactly right. Jared, <laughs> uh, what are you listening to? Now, I'm going to go outside of music and uh, take myself off Suicide Watch with my uh, picks there. And I, uh, I've been listening to uh, actually... You know, in this crazy world of politics, and we actually all kind of enjoy tapping into the political world. I really love the uh, podcast, Right, Left, and Center. Christian actually turned me on to it. Um, I really have a hard time with most uh, kind of mainstream outlets for politics these days just because it's very painful. And uh, this is actually intelligent people talking from all sides, which I've always enjoyed listening to. And uh, I think it's a really good pod. And I think uh, anyone who enjoys tapping into politics will get a little bit of what they want and hear a little bit of the other side. And then uh, I'm embarrassed to admit, but I uh, last night could not sleep either. And uh, I know Wynn had some trouble with insomnia last night as well. And I popped on Netflix and finally tapped into uh, Somebody Feed Phil, which is a show that I just like want to hate so much. Um, mainly because I've despised Everybody Loves Raymond for a long time and uh, Phil's face for that matter. But um, but you know what? It's uh, it's kind of fun and the guy kind of makes going to different countries and, and eating food fun, which is not a hard show and there's a million of them. 
But uh, there's something kind of likable about uh, Philip Rosenthal that uh, I would say is worth checking out if you're bored or you can't sleep. Excellent. Well, um, would you like to add a song to the um, 46,870 10 best songs of all time, Jer? Yeah, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to steal one that I know you wanted to put on at some point when, and mainly because I listened to uh, your guys' excellent uh, take of the 80s top 200 albums on Pitchfork. And uh, one of my all-time favorite songs, and uh, it's uh, Pretender's Talk of the Town. All right. So I think I'm, I'm also going to shift gears here away from um, Chicago's uh, great new hip-hop hope, um, also from Jesus Peace, uh, and back to the zombies um, with, uh, with This Will Be Our Year, which is really uh, one of my all-time favorite tunes. Excellent. Um... Well, I'm going to have to shift gears, and um, I'm going to go way out and uh, go with uh, the Beach Boys, God Only Knows. God Only All Knows. Right. I anyway, like it. Thanks for uh, joining us, and um, we will talk soon. Sounds good. I'm Wyndham Lewis. On behalf of my brothers, Jeremy Sartori and Christian Lewis, thank you very much for listening to the Brother, Brother, Brother podcast. Many thanks also to our heroic producer, Damian Kendall and to Simon Doom for our epic intro music. Learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.